0: Okay, Phil, we're back and better than ever, my dude. Everyone listening, welcome. This is the Great Heavy Music Podcast with yours truly, Alex Peterson, and my amazing co host, Phil Collins. Phil, say hello to the folks quarantined at home.
1: Hello, everyone. I hope you're handling the quarantine as well as you can be.
0: I think the virus is metal.
1: Yeah, bro, it's been pretty intense.
0: I am fully prepared to give you guys a fantastic That's So Metal segment. But before I do that, I kind of want to recognize you, Phil, because you're pretty fucking metal, working in the healthcare field. What have you seen? Have you worked around anybody who's exposed to the virus?
1: Exposed to the virus, yeah. Yes, I have. I've been around a lot of people who have it. Obviously, they come into the ED with it with symptoms of it and so yeah uh seen a good bit of it it can be pretty crazy it really does do a number on a lot of people uh so it's something that you should take seriously i understand people not wanting to get you know crazy alarmed by it but you should take it seriously because it can get pretty brutal uh so yeah uh i've seen a fair bit of it
0: And is it any crazier in your neck of the woods than anywhere else in the world, or is it less so? I mean, are you guys kind of inundated with it, or is it business as usual with the occasional, uh, you know, lookout?
1: I would say it's business as usual uh, to some degree, but there is a lot of, you know, lookout kind of stuff. It's not terribly dissimilar from other... uh, sort of issues. I remember the Ebola thing was like that. You're just on alert. Of course it's a lot more prevalent than Ebola was, but you're not going about things terribly different except from a standpoint of the PPE type stuff, the, you know, personal protective equipment. And uh I don't know. There are people with obvious symptoms that you have to really be aware of, you know, but other than that it's not too bad. The problem is you know, it's going to coincide with the flu season and allergies, so there's a lot of misinformation and false reporting and uncertainty right. and people being afraid.
0: Yeah, man. And our, and I, I'm i betting, when, it's funny when you said that there's a lot of false cases. There's got to be a ton of that. I bet everybody who's sick now thinks they have the virus.
1: I think, too, a lot of the false reporting comes from hospitals not wanting to disclose how many cases they've had. It's... I think people are afraid of false positives, but I think there's a lot of, you know, uh, hiding some of it. But uh, either way, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty. And so I don't know what we'll to just see where it all goes.
0: Seriously, no doubt about that, man. So you're a warrior working on the front lines and uh, we're grateful to you for that. Have you been getting extra hours? Are they kind of short on people because they're quarantining folks or have you guys been kind of business as usual staff?
1: I have to say it's business as usual, staff wise, kind of surprisingly, because they're giving us a lot of pretty quality PPE, as they call it, or personal protective equipment. Uh, we get these like respirators. They look like basically gas masks. And uh, you have to wear them whenever you come in contact with somebody who we suspect could be um, someone who has the coronavirus. So yeah, it's been good.
0: Every person on that's working has one of those on?
1: Yeah, whenever they come uh, within uh, contact with patients, they are uh, required to wear that along with a gown and a mask. I mean face shield.
0: As a completely minor problem, is the amount of steam from having something covering your mouth and nose debilitatingly frustrating or just a nuisance?
1: It can definitely be a pain in the ass, especially if you have to wear glasses, but, uh, yeah, it's something you gotta kinda get used to. It's the new normal, so to speak. So, uh, I mean, it, the gas mask doesn't really do that too much, but regular masks definitely do, so I actually feel bad for the general public. But, uh, oh well, they're gonna have to get, just get used to it, because they're all fucked. <laughs> I'm just kidding, it's fucked up, but. <laughs> real uplifting take on things, right? <laughs> they'll get through it uh you know eventually just hunker down and uh try to stay as positive as possible which i'm sure you will do psych
0: you heard it here guys nothing you can do to stop it don't even bother (laughs) it's exactly the perfect quote exactly what i said well hey as a small small positive if you're not working i'm betting you're probably at the house basically right you're stuck at home a lot so, so have you had a chance to kind of get caught up on some metal and, and check out the album I gave to you this week and kind of purvey some new stuff too?
1: Yeah, given the quarantine situation, I have definitely had a lot of opportunities to listen to many bands, but absolutely the one that you recommended. Um, just because with the ease of the internet, you know how that goes. Right. There's just so much um, accessibility when it comes to new metal, I mean, there's YouTube playlists and all so I've been jamming out like crazy, man. Definitely.
0: Yes. You know what I mean? Excellent. I'm so happy to hear that Phil, because part is not even joking. You, one of the very real reasons why I want to do this show was because I felt like you'd lost touch with metal. Our conversations were not as bro as they were. And I was like, I'm going one way where I keep getting into all this new metal and it's amazing. And I want Phil to be able to, Sharing this experience, and now hopefully we'll both be coming to each other like, check this out and check this out and check this out. So now all of our listeners can enjoy it, enjoy it from both sides. I'm looking forward to the good stuff you've been plundering.
1: Definitely, man, no doubt, plenty to talk about. I'm definitely pumped about
0: it. Awesome. Well, here you heard it here. Phil is happy that Corona came because it gave him a chance to get into metal again. And there's nothing you can do to protect yourself. So you heard it from a board certified physician who is 20 years of internal medicine
1: an actual doctor that i've been a doctor for at least 30 years so you got it wrong
0: (laughs) pulmonary specialist phil collins tells everyone how to avoid the coronavirus no but on a serious note i do have a legitimate that's so metal segment are you ready for it probably okay i love this i'm Listening to – I don't know about you, but are you a biography fan by chance?
1: I like some. It depends on the person. But, yeah, I'd say yes overall.
0: Okay. I love biographies. I really think that they're interesting. Much I, I, could, I would sooner listen to a dozen biographies or autobiographies than I would of some historian's account of history. And I know that's kind of your style. We've talked about that before. I have a tough time getting into history. But damn, I love when a person who lived through it speaks about it personally, okay? So I, I, on my latest here is called War Against the White Man by Geronimo. You remember the, the Indian Geronimo?
1: Yes, I do.
0: I had no idea. No idea. But Geronimo went to Mexico with a caravan of his fellow tribesmen back in like I want to say it was 1911 might have been 1901 1912 and they they all go down there totally unsuspecting just not really trying to cause trouble they go down there to buy or trade for goods when they're in the town they get attacked their their caravan gets attacked by natives in Mexico and Uh, more than 100 women and children were killed in in the tribe but Geronimo's wife his three kids and his mother were all brutally senselessly murdered
1: Jesus man that is rough
0: he then spends basically the remainder of his life hunting and slaughtering anyone who could have been perceived to have been remotely involved or aware it happened
1: well, vengeance uh, is quite a motivator, so I, I can't say I would do anything differently, necessarily. I'm not saying it's right, but people are people.
0: He, he was so... I mean, anyone who hasn't read this book should read the book. He took a bullet to the eye. He had, like, a piece of his calf torn out with another bullet. He had been almost scalped. He had been knocked unconscious by the butt of a gun in the middle of a battle. I mean, this guy was, like... If somebody made a fucking awesome movie about a savage warrior badass about Geronimo, it, he would be as popular as Batman. I mean, the guy was like the fucking man.
1: And all we do to commemorate him is like yell his name out when somebody does something mildly daring.
0: All, all we have left to show is when some fat guy at a pool party jumps in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Was it really worth it? Totally. But I, I just I just think that it was just such a I had I really had no clue of that portion of his history. Crazy. And man I know I really I feel like somebody some you know, one of the guests we've interviewed should do a fucking song about Geronimo and the savage vengeance that he exacted. Maybe because sweet vengeance, buddy? Could you imagine a sweet vengeance? On this episode? Maybe. It was... Yeah, anyhow. I felt like that was pretty fucking metal. When your wife and your mother and your three kids get slaughtered because you're just visiting to get some goods and then you spend the rest of your life exacting revenge. Pretty fucking awesome.
1: Definitely metal. Definitely intense. Definitely brutal, though. Definitely. How many times can I say definitely? I mean,
0: just living in a time where you're just, you're packing up your whole village because you got to all travel as one because shit like this does happen, and then it fucking happens.
1: Right. So you spend all the time trying to prepare for it and being afraid of it, and then, well, they got you. Like, what the fuck, man?
0: Yep. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. And then he goes on to talk about, in the rest of the book, he just hates Mexicans. Like, he hates every Mexican.
1: Oh, well, uh-huh. Oh, hmm. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, I guess he's extrapolating his guilt-by-association thing a bit far, but... What can you say? I mean, eh, trauma can do a hell of a thing to people.
0: Other than slaughter everyone who ever comes near you. And then, you know, as an interesting aside, there's a whole bunch of other interesting shit. So if you haven't read that book, get it, read it, listen to it, because it was staggering, too, how many times they said just kind of flippantly, like, you know, 30 years later. So the tribe was hungry, and they saw two guys... Meandering the wilderness, leading a herd of cattle, so they slaughtered the two guys and took their cattle.
1: Right, just, just murdered.
0: Just com yeah, just commonplace. Like, hey, you know, we're pretty hungry, so we're gonna go murder two dudes.
1: I mean, I don't know. What are you gonna do? Nah, it's. I don't know, man. It's just a whole other fucking world. It. You know. But you never know. You never know. Uh,
0: it's just incredible to me that ha- the what you would consider savagery is really not that far removed
1: do you mean like historically or like societally right now
0: length of time ro- length of time wise and levels of steps removed like if you if yeah. this crisis turned into something where you couldn't get food right now food is not even close to a problem but if the shortages were of food and supplies i don't think we're very far removed from the exact same type of behavior you have it i need it to survive i'm taking it by force
1: I definitely think that's right, man. You you don't realize how much of a house of cards a lot of society, or civ- relatively civilized or quote-unquote civilized society really is. Um, it's based on a shared, underst- an unstated understanding that as long as things are fine, we'll all be civil, but if they're not, eh. It's
0: crazy. We're very fortunate, incredibly fortunate. Yeah. So on that very uplifting positive note of experience in human history, we are ready to play our usual game to decide who goes first. I have to tell you, I selfishly, selfishly hope that I win, so you have to review my album first because I really want to know what you think about it. But we'll play, we'll play it straight up. Don't toss it. Don't throw me a sandbag here. Let's do it for real.
1: What if mine is a sandbag? I mean, what are we gonna do? Just kidding.
0: Yeah. All right. Hold on. Like, give me a, give me a second to make sure because I want to make sure I got this perfectly alright I am I think I'm ready okay Okay. I'm ready yeah I'm ready ready rock paper paper, scissors scissors, shoot anything you want to do blankets gorilla with a machete what was yours gorilla with a machete mine was a blanket covered in coronavirus i definitely win do are apes susceptible susceptible to coronavirus phil collins pulmonary
1: Uh, probably uh, probably close enough to be
0: okay then i don't think an ape is going to even do a thing to a blanket
1: i don't know man it's going to wear a mask
0: (laughs) yeah because an ape would leave the mask on
1: hey you could teach it all kind of shit
0: like okay hey ape Sit down, let me explain the dangers to you of not wearing... <laughs> hey, ma-
1: remember, man, you can teach him sign language and shit. You can teach it to keep a mask on. <laughs> he
0: will fe- He will feel the sweet vengeance in his hand as he slices like butter through a person's carcass. But he'll have no idea to fear a germ or a virus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, you can teach him stuff.
0: I promise you, I promise you, this is what would happen if you tried to give your sword-wielding ape a mask and he had a corona blanket. He would take the mask off, sleep with the blanket on as he humps the mask until...
1: I don't know, man. You know, it's an animal. It's got that instinct. I think it would probably, like, just kind of sense that something was off about the blanket, smelled funny, looked funny, nobody wants to go near it. It might pick up on some of that.
0: Dude, there's a chance. Maybe I'll let you go too long to think about that, because there's a chance that that's legit. Dogs and stuff have that kind of ability, where they're like, don't eat stuff that looks fine, but it's just rotten.
1: Plus, the whole th- the whole contest is kind of
0: odd. Like,
1: what what's the long-term deal? Is the, does the primate actually get killed by the coronavirus? Can he fight the
0: coronavirus? And how could the blanket really lose its blanket?
1: Right. Even without it, it's what's he going to do to just the blanket? Is he going to fight it? Like, Yeah, it's a regular
0: blanket now. And what would, would he really attack it with the sword? I don't think.
1: I don't know, man. If you had a machete or sword, he could probably uh, chop that thing up a little bit, don't you think? I mean, uh, yeah, try it.
0: I don't think even if you had a crazy sharp sword, you could cut through a blanket unless you suspended it at every corner. So it was hella taut. Yeah. And then you... Yeah, well, yeah. that's what you got to do. All right, so, I mean, do you concede defeat? Because I'm pretty sure I won on that. Uh, okay, fine. All right, good. You're reviewing my album first, loser.
1: <laughs> Probably sucks.
0: So, do you want to take a quick break and then come back into it, or are you ready to roll?
1: I'm ready to roll, man. I'm ready to go.
0: All right, dude, if you're good, let's do this.
1: Let's do it. I'm totally down. Yeah! Coming on, yeah! All right, so
0: the album that I had for you, my dude, is Lunar Falls by Soul Dusk. Mm-hmm. And I am hopeful that the uh, founding member and amazing artist uh, who founded Tell so Dusk is going to join us in a few weeks. So as I pull up the album and play it for our listeners, track one of Lunar Falls' is Elios, there's not much here. It's a kind of a slower instrumental. Let me pull this up as you start talking. Give me your thoughts maybe on the first track and then generally.
1: Okay, yeah, so uh, yeah, obviously the first track... Gives you a little taste of what's to come, and what the album's general vibe is, which is very folk-oriented, and atmospheric, and haunting. Um, you know, in general, I thought this album was like that, uh, but very pretty. It's very pretty, and relaxing, even though it gets heavy. Um, it's haunting, very soulful, but uh, I mean, I'm getting into the generalities here, not necessarily doing track by track, but... You know, I I, I think that the, in the beginning, the intro track, really gives you a uh, heads up, if you will, on what to expect when it comes to the vibe of this album. So, I think in that sense it's done very well. And it's a little short and sweet, leads right into the second track pretty seamlessly. So, uh, you yeah, know, good intro, nothing bad to say about it. You know, it's not, it's not the zenith of the album by any means, but it's... uh. It's a very good, pretty, haunting, like I already said, but almost pagan, folksy, uh, and intense uh, prelude, and I think it's just really well done, I really do, and and I, I really like this album a lot, so this is exciting.
0: Dude, I'm super pumped to hear you say this, because I was really kind of nervous that you would be like, ah, you know, it, it didn't grab me. It grabbed me, and I couldn't help but think that it reminded me of Agaloc, but with a female influence.
1: Yeah, sure. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, that that strum, that bum bum bow, bum, like a downward kind of trend with the notes. Um, I think it, it's just a very it's a, it's somber. I wouldn't I wouldn't even call it sad, just somber. Makes you want to reflect a lot. Um, but Yeah, Agalock with female vocals is a very succinct way to put it, and I and I love it. And I love how it doesn't last too long. It goes right into the second song it
0: doesn't wear out it's welcome let's go to the mm-hmm. track two right here kind of the first real track solace ipsy and and give me your thoughts on this one
1: yeah i like the song a lot i kind of um listen to it sort of later on because uh i didn't really listen to this album in order per se i kind of jumped around a little bit what you motherfucker oh man i do that with a lot of albums i just kind of jump in there and listen
0: The but the but the beauty did you ever listen to it top to bottom uh i did right towards the end of all this okay all right well that, sounds, that shows your level of preparation roughly equal to <laughs> mine but i mean it, I, I thought the experience of top to bottom was like as soon as it was over i was like i gotta listen to that again you didn't have that experience
1: i definitely wanted to listen to all of it again but i didn't necessarily go you know write it uh exact uh, numerical order but uh i mean i liked everything i heard but anyway this song is awesome Extremely haunting chorus and hook, really, um, I guess. Um, Because I think the chorus is actually screamed. um, And just uh, very eclectic and um, demonstrating her range. I mean, she can sing so beautifully and she can scream so well. And I actually wonder if she had help making this album to what degree she did.
0: Yeah, we're going to find out hopefully when she comes on and joins us. Because I was under the impression it's a one man project. Like this is her whole thing. But if you look at their bandcamp page, it shows some other musicians. So I don't know if she's just the composer and creator of all the music. And then she has musicians come on and help perform or if those are live musicians. I don't know the deal, but it's incredible to me the way she's composed all of this. And with respect to how the songs transition, they all kind of bleed and flow into each other. That's what's the beauty of the flow of the album listen to. Them. Like, not like an animal, just piece by piece <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like, some kind of witless savage, no idea about flow and song structure and album structure. No, but, um, yeah, I get that totally. Um, I don't know, man. I think this is a great song. I'm really, really impressed by those vocals. I just think they kick ass, man. Uh, I would just never have guessed that this is a one person band. There's a lot of one person black metal out there, but not with the folksy kind of. You know, undertones, overtones, really.
0: It's almost like a mixture of, like, Enya with Agaloc.
1: Right, I could see that, totally. I also was thinking uh, maybe Florence and the Machine. I'm not sure if you've heard a lot of her um, and her band, but uh, earthy, maybe, um, you know, natural. Someone
0: makes you want to frolic. I, I beg you to do it at, at least another one or two, top top to bottom, because I I think you'll have the experience. Although I don't know, let me let me shut up and let me hear your thoughts on the rest, because my favorite songs are towards the back. So let's let's go to the next song, which is the Elm, and I want to hear your thoughts on this one.
1: Okay, the elm. All clean singing. Again, very somber. Yep. Um, I believe this is done as a, or in part, a tribute to another band with another, with also who also has a female singer um, called Tree of Eternity, and. Um,
0: Yes, and, and I shared that with you on our holiday episode when I picked this as one of my top five that obviously you remember very closely.
1: Yeah, I discovered that all by myself, so thank you. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> As recently as three months ago. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's, that's like a lifetime. In COVID years, no, um, great song. I believe the lady from Trees of Eternity passed, so it's a great tribute to her.
0: Totally. I love it. I thought I think it was a perfectly done rendition in her honor.
1: Yeah, I think that, la- that woman would be happy to have this as a tribute to her. Yeah, because it's so pretty. Right. Picks up a little bit. I almost think someone's, like, drumming with their hand, like... Not as opposed to their feet, I mean, but like slapping their hand on a drum. Um, probably not really happening, but it just sounds like very stripped down and basic. You know what I mean? Um utilitarian almost, musically.
0: And uh, I like that.
1: It gives it more of a natural
0: feel. Let's 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 jump into track four and, and aphasia. But as we do so, wouldn't you agree with me that this is an album that would be a fantastic introduction to someone who maybe not totally ready for metal but is kind of into folk and would be on the cusp of getting into metal
1: yeah i think so um i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's got to be like 80% clean singing but it's you know it's paired so well with the you know the sh- shrieking the black metal vocals that i th- i really think it gives people uh it's atmospheric it gives people a good reason to listen to
0: it Dude, exactly. That's exactly right. That's the part where it's paired perfectly. I feel like the screaming is just the dichotomy of the beauty of this clean singing and the haunting whisper singing with this, with this growling. It's you want more of it. You don't even if you're you know predisposed to dislike the screaming, you want more of it because of the contrast.
1: Right. And it accentuates the clean singing so well. And uh, it, ju- it just fits so damn well in the album. So yeah, absolutely. I think it'd be a great introductory album. This song in particular has great like, bass line and groove and transitions like the one we just heard. It has like a 90s feel to it uh, for some reason. I could see that. I think this might be the best song on the album as far as composition, uh, just... Way it's structured. You said
0: you think it might be the best song on your it your favorite song on here?
1: No, it's not my favorite. Uh, I'll get to that. Okay.
0: Yeah. This has got a really pretty chorus though, doesn't it?
1: Oh, it's, it really does. I just think it's captivating. It's it does it's not slow, but it's not very fast. It's very methodical. Um, it's got a nice tempo. And, I love that do 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 riff. Lady does, they do. She does some great stuff with an acoustic guitar, man. I mean, that's what is maybe a really underrated part of
0: this. Album. I mean, and and to this point, don't you think that every song sounds? completely unique and independent like this one has a lot of layering right and, and where she's singing over top of the kind of streaming sounds right the vocals are kind of doubled and tripled over top themselves which is a totally different sound than the whole rest of the album
1: yeah that's a good point point. and again i think it's we i just said it but it's one person with a fairly uh i used the word before but i'll say it again utilitarian approach to things and to be able to create um such a varied catalog
0: all right i'm gonna go i'm gonna fast okay but it's
1: impressive i think i just i'm blown away by it
0: Okay, so the next one here is Three Rivers. Track five, is Three Rivers.
1: Very good intro. Reminds me of Diablo, you know what I mean? Like, the game. Yeah. Let it build a little bit. Almost desolate. A warmth about it, too, even though it is very eerie and purposely so.
0: It's haunting, right? I mean, this song is totally haunting. Yeah, it is.
1: Authentic emotions.
0: And it's never cheesy or corny, it all is genuine. Right. Not forced, you know? It feels It feels authentic In trendy,
2: to the white,
1: don't you think her voice almost carries this song yes like not that any of it's bad but her voice is just it's perfect.
0: And there's no question when we get to the end, it's going to be, you know, when we say who wanted strings, uh, vocals, or skins, it's going to be boys for sure. So yes. So in the, in the interest of keeping moving, you got anything else for Three Rivers, or you want to jump into Autumnal Resolve?
1: Let's jump into Autumnal Resolve. Three Rivers is good, but uh, I think we should keep it moving. Another haunting intro. This one has kind of a Native American vibe. Uh, it's another very, very pretty song, which of course I always say, but about every song on this album, or I will, I will always say. But it's a you know it's a transition song. It's a quick hitter. Instrumental. A couple of thumps kind of a continuation you know free rivers but nothing wrong with it no reason to change
0: it and it's only and it's only 2 minutes this is another one of those examples of nothing wears out it's welcome everything right. is just just enough to keep you wanting more
1: exactly and i think it's one of those things where it's like
0: they're know, like it's not long enough
1: to get tired of it you know it's like it's, it, it ends perfectly, so you have to keep it on. Why wouldn't you?
0: Dude, I'm hoping you're going to say this is my your favorite one. This is my favorite song on here, Catacombs.
1: Oh, sorry, man. Was I kind of uh, lingering on that one? Or, you know, did I, not, I don't know if I, if I was rambling too much or what? The last one?
0: No, no, I, I you're doing great. I want to uh, hear your thoughts on Catacombs, though, because I love that song.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, man. Catacombs is very emotional, I think. It's sad, but it's, God, it just has such a gravity about it. And it's very pure and authentic and genuine. And it builds very well. There's, the chorus is so good, man. The way she delivers that line, breathe your air, oh my God, dude.
0: Yes, dude, exactly. I will die thinking
1: about that. So, so perfectly delivered. it's almost like she it's like a eulogy you know like someone has passed on and now they're safe you know or you know or they're just in some kind of sanctuary it's just beautiful this song is perfect man yeah it's another great example of um, how these songs can all be so different I mean this is obviously a distinct song
0: and the whispers in the background and it I love this song it's one of those things where oh, is We're here, we gotta hear that. just just perfect I mean this is one of those ones where the way I listen to my albums when you give them to me or, or whenever I to album I want to listen to is I, I just go start to finish, no interruptions, unless I get so captivated by a song I have to go back, and this was one I did that on. I, I I played the Elm like two or three times in a row, and then I got to this one, and I just went and played it like four or five times in a row. I couldn't stop with this, that breather air part. And then when I got through the whole album, even after having repeated some of the, the Elm and this one, I wanted to do the whole thing again and I was like I, this time I'm not going to interrupt anybody I just want to hear the whole flow of it and then I did it again so I to me I can tell almost immediately when I have an album that I know I'm going to love when I'm done with it when it's over I'm thinking I got to hit repeat on that that was my experience on this album for sure from the first time that doesn't happen always but the first time I was like god I love
2: this album
1: I totally get that feeling and I totally get why you thought that with the song um, yeah this is one that I, I would probably when I put this back this album one again, I'm gonna to come to this one right away.
0: Yep, but since you now since you love the next one, why don't we jump into that one and tell us? What, I'm guessing that one's your favorite. Yeah, it is. Let's let's do that one. Okay.
1: Yeah, I just love it. I think it's so pretty, man. It makes me just feel so good. It's so warm. I just, you know, I just love that feeling. I don't know that it's the best song on the album, objectively speaking, but it makes me feel the best.
0: And that's why I love it. And the juxtaposition of the pretty vocals with this somber, macabre sound is ultra. Right.
1: It's the yin and the yang, you know? It's just nature, it's destructive, it's beautiful, you know, I think this song, like so many, basically every song on the album, though, pretty much captures that, that dichotomy. It's just like a song that you, as you're coming home from a long-ass day, and you're just contemplating your life, it's just in the background, you know, just, you know, I earned my exasperation and my fatigue but I also feel okay
0: and there's and I know you listen to them largely out of order but I think the structuring and I always talk about that on albums. the structuring on this is perfect because for me I like the juxtaposition of catacombs and this one side by side I think they jive well through the whole flow the whole flow of the album is like a river that kind of turns and twists but it's sure. all one big connected piece it's a pretty cool analogy okay so you ready to go to the second to last one Drogue yeah. Right. What do you got on this one?
1: Okay, so for this song Another pretty short and sweet song um, It's not bad I don't know that it's the most memorable But it, if you look at it as a transition song It does a decent job I'm not going to turn it off But, you know It's atmosphere Yeah, it is It's, you know I guess I would consider it um, like, good filler. You know what I mean? It's it sort there to of maintain the atmosphere. But, uh, you know, you're not going to run to the song, you know?
0: And you almost have to, you almost get impatient. You want to skip over it because the next song is incredible. Right.
1: You're like, all right, let's go. <laughs> God. Just a lot play.
0: So was, the, was this, I, I agree with your sentiments, I like it, I don't, it's not anything that I would like to tell somebody, go listen to this album because of this song, but in the space that it's in, I love it, and I have no complaints about it, but between Catacombs last one, which I don't know how to pronounce, is R-A or uh, and this one, and then the very last one, I'm like, you know, I get impatient, but one of my favorite bands, one of my favorite albums in the last, you know, probably 10 years, is an album called Wider Than the Sky by 40 Watt Sun, ever heard of it?
1: No, or maybe heard of it, but I never heard, I never heard lead anything of from it.
0: Band, is a fantastic example of that, that everything is designed, this song in particular, as a great example of that as well. It's all designed to give a stage to the ephemeral and fleeting lyrics, but nonetheless, they're there. They're not rushed, which is a total contrast from the next album, which is the one you gave me. What do you mean?
1: (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh,
0: the next one, though. Let's go to the last song, Sovereign Shrines.
1: Do it. I like the song. It's almost got like a sing-songy uh, main riff.
0: It's like a swing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this song is great, like like you said. In large part because it has so much of that, I think, layering and the contrasting vocals in one song. Because um, there's a lot of the atmospheric stuff, like moaning, there's some screaming. um, There's like this crescendo kind of vibe. But there's also one of the great screams maybe of that year for metal. I mean, holy shit. It ends with an absolutely legendary, my, mind. legendary Black Metal Shrieky Scream. Oh. And I love it.
0: Last 2019. Yep. I'm so glad to hear you say that, man. Because I was just like, damn, this album deserves respect.
1: It does, yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, great fucking album. Absolutely great. I'm very glad that you recommended this. I will definitely be coming back to it often. Um, Especially Catacombs and Nazare, I think. But yeah, it's so underrated. has like 70% or something.
0: What? That's bullshit. Yeah,
1: some of the reviews are just ridiculous. I don't know what else you want from an album. I mean, yeah. But, um, whatever. That's how you know... This would be a good litmus test for someone's metal opinion and its validity, because if you don't like this album, you are a damn fool. And I'm, you know, I'm really excited to be interviewing this lady, because I'm so excited to talk to her about this album, because it's
0: so good. I'm... I'm really happy to hear you say this, man. I I was taking a shot in the dark, not really sure how you're going to come down on this, and I'm super pumped that you about it, because I oh, yeah. really love this album.
1: Dude, it kicks ass. legit black metal shrieking goes into doom territory with the yes. repeating rip you know what I mean
0: I'm, I'm noting on my notepad to not have you listen to the drone doom metal band earth where they have like
1: 16 minutes <laughs> on yeah, dude, dude it's like yeah it's like <laughs> what are we doing here <laughs> um, but I mean I respect it right I'll give anything a chance, you know, I mean, I'll, I will listen to it, give it a fair
0: shot. Well, yeah, but I still want you to be honest, if, it's, if you don't like it, you can listen to it again, you should say something, and I know you have, yeah.
1: How legit is this scream right there? Yes.
0: The nice thing for you... The nice thing for you though is I recommend you only solid gold, so you'll never have to worry about an album that's just full of money. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll see. Well, I got like thirty more in the in the books that you're just gonna be like, "Wow, this is better than the last one." But uh, in all sincerity, I'm really glad that you liked this one as much as you did. I hope you go back and listen to it a couple times. Just in the like, my favorite place to listen to this is either getting ready for bed or laying in bed and just kind of letting the day unfold in my head you know and just kind of letting it all be or while I'm at work and I'm otherwise predisposed and focusing on something else and it's just playing in the background of just the the ebbs and flows and the beauty and the ups and the downs and the stops and the starts it's just a great great album I love it and I really hope we get an opportunity to speak with the brainchild definitely
1: has Katie heard this album much of it?
0: absolutely i play it in the kitchen all the time so she's she's always listening to it when i'm around
1: awesome so the album uh yep. F- Soul dusk is the band lunar falls
0: you got it lunar falls from soldusk make sure you check out soldusk s-u-l-d-u-s-k the album is lunar l-u-n-a-r falls and uh great great stuff i'm really glad you like that phil i'm ready to keep rolling if you are bro if you want to just do this whole thing in one shot we can do it
1: let's do it man because i think you're gonna i'd like to hear your thoughts all on right. the album
0: well, let's dive into it, man. You gave me the album by Night Rage called Sweet Vengeance. Oh, yeah. Very, very different sound, which is cool for this episode because it's going to be something totally different. Let's dive right into it, and I'll give my thoughts as we kind of march through here. So the first song, this is a 2003 release by Night Rage, one word, and the opening track is The Tremor. So let's jump onto that one. Yep. I'm going to let it play for a second here while I queue up something else. Do it. Quite a different sound from the last album that we reviewed. Yeah. But no question about it. High energy, high focus. And I got to tell you, my first impression was when I listened to it was, why haven't I not heard of this before? Dude, I I know. As soon as I heard that song, I heard the unmistakable voice of Thomas Lindbergh, Mm -hmm. who of course is the lead singer of At the Gates. And there's no way you can't know that fucking guy.
1: Oh, yeah. Very distinct.
0: And it made me how it made me reminisce of how happy I am that you got a chance to see him on the cruise. Cause dude, he's a good so person. Me. I mean, he's just—I swear—that dude's my spirit animal. He's like—I—I I, I picture myself in kind of the same way. Where—and this is not meant to be meant disrespectful him at all—but I don't think he's the most skilled vocalist, but he puts the fucking most effort into screaming his ass off.
1: Oh, no doubt, man. He's just. He's out there blowing his load. I love it. He's got the trucker hat. He's just shrieking. He's a, he's just a fucking animal. I mean, I, and I really respect his approach. Pretty sure he shit his pants. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 just awesome though. You know, balls
0: to the fucking wall. Totally, totally. So when I when I heard this song, I was like, fuck, awesome. Let's see what this is about. Love this song. Love the high energy, three minutes seventeen seconds banger. I was just like, fuck yeah, I love this. Oh so. yeah.
1: Just a lot the chorus is awesome too, nice and short. Yes,
0: it kind of slows down just a touch at the end, yeah. And I also note that the transition into the next song mirrors that because you have that transition that goes from the tremor into the next track is the glow of the setting, setting sun, time. yeah. And it has that kind of similar experience of like a little more variety than the at the gates because at the gates is just hundred miles an hour, straight right in place. up. Yeah, mellow death. And this has that instrumental kind of interlude between tracks.
1: Yeah, there's like something. I keep saying this kind of stuff, but '90s oriented about it. It's like alternative sound about it. Um, you can you can almost hear the rock in it, but. Um, Great song.
0: Totally. But then you get but then it, it moves back into the more speedy because his vocals are so unique that they kind of really only go with the one style of juga, 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 right, juga, right, 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 right. Right here. Yeah,
1: not gonna do any Smash and Pumpkins riffs here.
0: Right, exactly. I don't I don't see that happening either. But and so this so two songs into it, I was I'm like, yeah, loving, it, loving it totally. And how how were how did you come across this these guys actually?
1: Oh my god. I don't even know. I was jumping around YouTube's and Algorithm and I gravitate towards melodic death, mellow death, and um, I don't know. I saw that band and I don't know what made. I thought the name was cool, I guess. And I, I looked them up and um, everybody was jocking this album, and um, and so I checked it out and loved it. Um, you know, just try to get back in the metal and such, jumping around. Um, so you know. Newly discovered bands, on my
0: part, uh, great. I'm so glad we got the gate singer it. And, and you know, it's funny that uh, I'm glad to hear you say that because I didn't know—I didn't know if this was something that you had known for years, and that like I had just never we had never crossed paths and talked about it, or if this was something new. Yep. Uh, but I was listening to this, and, I, and like I said, I'll repeat it again. The first thing I thought to myself was, why the fuck have I not heard this? Yeah, dude. It's so, like, how could this have existed for so long?
1: And all the places that you listen, to go to metal. You go to listen to metal, get recommendations, and
0: no one said anything about this, or yeah, I fucking missed it somehow, you know? <laughs> right. I know. It ceases to amaze me. It never ceases to amaze me how many years I've listened to the metal, and all of a sudden just some band that's got like eight albums pops up, and I'm like, well, no yeah. clue
1: that existed. Dude, exactly. Yeah, it, right. It's not just that they exist. It's that like they've been around forever, and you're just totally unaware that they even existed and were right. awesome this whole time. Right, exactly. Yeah, so let's jump band.
0: into track three, which is Hero. And I hit... So as I listened to the first uh, two tracks, I said, okay, awesome. got At The Gates influence and interesting guitar work. And then I hear this song and I'm thinking, this is fucking In Flames. Absolutely. It's In Flames mixed right into At The Gates. And I was like... Fuck! This is so good! Dude, I know.
1: The, that riff, that's pure, like, boiled down, absolute crystal fucking mellow death riff. That opening
0: riff, man. Totally. And, and and the singing is just so banging. And then this breakdown here where they're just chugging yep. right in the middle. I mean, this is a hit song like none other. I would love to be tossing dudes around in the pit of this song.
1: God, this song kicks
0: ass. It's, it's
1: just... Never a bad time to listen to it. I, and I love the chorus. I mean, I mean the clean singing, too. It's just great touch.
0: Well, you know, the clean singing... Okay, I don't know how much you look into this, but the clean singing is from the lead singer of the band Evergrey. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. I, as soon, This was the first song that they have him introduced. And I, I don't know if you know anything about them. Do you know Evergrey?
1: Uh, not really. Not much.
0: Dude. Evergrey is one of... They have one of my all-time favorite albums... Uh, from Thomas England is the guy's name, E N G L U N D, and uh, Evergray was on Seventy Thousand Pounds of Metal, maybe two years ago now, and I was super pumped to see them because I've been just huge fans of theirs. And when I heard this guy, when I when I heard this song, and I heard the Inflames riff the At The Gate singer and then the Evergreen singer I was like are you kidding me how have I not fucking heard this band Supergroup city exactly right I was like this can't be right the the album from Evergrey that I love is called Recreation Day I love that album I'll, I'll probably have you review that at some point okay. that's a great album but as soon as I heard Thomas Englund on here I was like Fuck, this can't be right that they're bringing these two guys together and this musicianship unbelievable so this is my this song is my second favorite on the album definitely top three um, for me is it? Okay, my, my top three are this one, the Tremor, just because it's just smacks you right out of So there. good. And then the very, the second to last one at the ends of the earth. My, my third oh, okay, right on. But let's let's dive into Elusive Emotions, which is track four here. Okay. All right, this one. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit of my experience with this album I, the first time I listened to it, I was at the office, and I was kind of like, not in the right frame of mind to be hearing this type of music. I was listening to it, and I was like, fuck, oh, how have I not heard this? But I was in and out of my ability to focus with it. So then I came back, and I listened to it in the dojo when I was lifting weights. Oh, yeah. And that was a much better experience. This is like the place. That's the place you need to hear an album like this. this album. To really get the feel and the energy, was the wanting to toss dudes around kind of vibe. So... When I did it that way, I had a much more thorough understanding of the album. Because the first time, when I was not in the right space to be listening to it, this song and the next song just got lost in the mix. Okay, I gotcha. They just kind of fell to the background. Because I was so enthused that the Evergray singer was on. I was like, oh yeah, where's this going from here? And then he's not on track four or track five. So I kind of got lost and and I even put in my notes first time through that this was just it didn't stand out.
1: It's like eating all the marshmallows out of, out of Lucky Charms. It's,
0: <laughs> I, I totally agree. It, it's like, oh great, now all we got is, left is oats? Right, exactly. But but the more I listen to it, I actually do kind of like this song. I mean, I, I don't love it, it's not my favorite, but I like this song. It's good. It's got a, I think it's got a nice chorus. Um,
1: it's not in my top three, but I don't think it's one that you would okay. You would skip. This song's kind of carried by the riffs, maybe. I don't know. Do you think?
0: No, this song is definitely the riff. The keyboard sound coupled with the riff behind and like the breakdowns—I don't know if you call the breakdowns or the bridges—that's yeah. really cool. It's the keyboard. On this one. So let's jump over to Gloomy from track five. All right. Same feeling on this one as I said before. It didn't really stick with me the first time around. But I kind of want to hear your thoughts on this because I really got into Macabre or Macabre uh, Apparition, which is the next one. Right. Uh, so
1: this song has a pretty good opening riff. Totally, In Flames Again. Right. I was going to say uh, it's definitely Mellow Death, pure and simple. Like it really does sound like In um, got a good groove. Song didn't doesn't uh, land in my top three, but I enjoy it. Um, it's like thrashy, and just in general, the uh, guitar work on this song is really good. Um, it's pretty relentless, and uh, I love I love the melodies. It's very good. Yeah, you know what? Color.
0: We talked in the last album: who won the strings, the skins, or the singing? It was definitely the singing. I think on this album it's the strings. I think the guitar work is the best part.
1: You could definitely make that argument. Um, I like that driving kind of. Uh, I don't know how they do Two that technique. World
0: class singing. So I'm not I'm not overlooking that, but I'm telling you, I think more of the times I'm banging my head is when the singing is matched up with unbelievably catchy mellow death. Right, it's like right here. not just standalone lyrics. As you said on the last one, if we took out the guitar work and just left the lyrics in here, it wouldn't be all that appealing. But with the guitar coupled with the lyrics and the singing, it's great. I agree. Yes. Yeah. Um, so let's let's go to the next one, which is Macabre. Apparition. Great, great song. <laughs> I love the driving drums on this song. Bang. And when he sings, This Night Will Be The Last, it's just, this is this is the one where it, it came back around, like I said, the first time I got it, this one's where it came back around and grabbed me again. And I was like, oh yeah, shit, this is awesome. Yeah, it's awesome.
1: And the whole band, all the instruments are just, I think it to win it here.
0: But but the drums are so heavy, so many blast beats, and I would imagine playing this live as a drummer would be a bitch. Ha,
1: <laughs> definitely, man. Like but I guess you get a passion for that shit, you know what I mean? He probably loves it. He's probably worn out, but I bet he loves it. Especially knowing that you just kick so much ass. This has been one of my top, was one of my top three, but then now it's uh, like... It's
0: funny you say that, guys, the same way. My my three settled out with the Tremor, the Hero, and At the End of the Earth, but for a while, the Tremor was not in the top of that person. So I went back and forth on that person, but the energy of that person was tracks up.
1: Yeah, the Tremor just punches right in the face.
0: Let's go to In My Heart.
1: great riff man
0: riff fantastic dude i love this song it's freaking catchy and falls that riff yep pulls you right totally. in totally but um yeah so when you first listened to this one did you go at the top to bottom or did you go sporadic i
1: went sporadic man just like i normally do
0: because one thing that was interesting to me on this one in the flow and the layout was we're now let's see we're This is four songs removed from the first opportunity that we got to hear from Thomas Englund from Evergrey, And I was kind of like, when is he coming back? You know, like, I I really wanted to hear that because the combination of these two guys together is powerful.
1: Yeah, maybe it's like a less is more kind of thing. I'm pretty sure he does make an appearance on uh, Ethereal, which is a great sound. Which is the next track.
0: Yep. So I, I like this song a lot, and I like the one before it, but at this point, I'm always thinking to myself, every time I listen to it, I'm ready for Evergreen. Where's Evergreen?
1: <laughs> Passchendaele, Evergreen. Yeah, that's me.
0: <laughs> exactly. What's iron, what song is this? Okay, next song, Ethereal. Yes. This is a great one. Is This is one with him, too. You know, it's hard to not... Two of my three favorite have both singers, and it sounds like for you the same, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, I didn't really even realize that, but yes.
0: Um, this, I just love the song. Yeah, it's a great one. The chorus. Now the only thing I'll say with this this song, I remember thinking this riff sounds familiar. Like it doesn't sound, it sounds like another riff on the album. It doesn't sound that unique, or standalone. But the vocals save it.
1: I think they kill it with the vocals. I don't even mind the riffs. I mean, I I can see what you mean, but I think it's, uh, you know, not uncommon to have fairly recycled, thrashy, mellow death riffs on um, these kind of albums. But man, the fucking singing, especially this part. The Waste is the Beginning of Time. Is so cool, man. It's like, it opens up. Um,. But yeah, I would probably agree that the singing's the strongest part, especially because they mix it up and you know multiple singers on there. So, but back to the, you know, the guitar. I think it's got some cool, maybe some distortion, like a, uh, the woo 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 sound. I don't know how to describe it.
0: Almost like a whammy bar on a bass guitar, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah,
1: yeah, I think so. Um, um, God, I'm so bad with instruments. But yes, exactly. And I think it sounds cool.
0: breakdown is sick oh yes yep.
1: good clean singing hey,
0: it's just the right here with thomas the yeah. <laughs> Tom and Tom show. Thomas Lindbergh and Tom England. So those guys make I mean yeah. I've said it a million times now. And then you get this fucking sick ass guitar in, And it's just like a total solo slam fest. Just another one of those periods when I was like, I can't believe I've never heard this.
1: Yep. And uh All
0: like right, let's st- go to circle circle of pain. Yeah,
1: yeah. Great song.
0: Okay, this dude. This intro to Circle of Pain sounds straight out of Recreation Day. This is classic Evergreen right here. This kind of slow-picking guitar work with uh, Tom Englund's vocals just hauntingly over the top. This is classic Evergreen.
1: I like how they influence uh, incorporate that. This is going to sound weird, but this, does this remind you of Will Ferrell at all?
0: <laughs> In what I don't know. <laughs> In what way? I don't hear it. Like, where? In, oh, that... The way
1: he says understand. It's like, understand. It just reminds me of something Will Ferrell
0: Like, it's doing. so dramatic. Yeah. Like, You'll never
1: understand. can't you just see Will Ferrell doing that? Don't look at me. But, um, it's like the SNL skit where he's posing naked. It's like that character
0: Will Ferrell will do Oh, yeah, they're sculpting him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Not that Yeah, sculpting. Yeah, exactly. You'll never understand.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, uh, anyway, with that said, it's a great song. Um, I love the way he just bursts in and just goes, LIAR! Like, he, he's so bad. He doesn't even know what to say. just screaming out, like, insult to this person. Hypocrite!
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you can't even fill to make a complete sentence. You just have to use descriptive negative words. Exactly.
1: Asshole! Liar! <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> but it's, uh, in that way, I think it's quite authentic emotionally and um, I think it's got a great jam there's a great riff that comes up later too Um, and I like this part I I think it's a cool fucking song
0: I gotta give a tip of the cap to Marios Iliopoulos that's the guitarist and founding member he's been in the band since 2000 and uh, the fact that he's been able to to pull all these guys together and put this thing the way he did in 2003 from Greece and these guys are all in Sweden you know Kudos to Mario's, because that's really not an easy thing to do, and uh, I don't know, did you check out any of their later stuff, because it sounds like the singers have changed quite a bit, and now I think they got a full-time guy, how's the new stuff, have you heard any of it?
1: I gotta tell you, I haven't really heard much of the new stuff at all, I kinda just got onto this, and it's like I just jump around to random bands and shit, so I've, I haven't done a deep dive into them, so, yeah, probably
0: should though. I haven't checked out any of their newer catalogs because I I wanted to do a fair bit of justice to this album. But I I do intend to, to see if the guitar work keeps up as awesome as this is. All right, let's go to At the Ends of the Earth, the last uh, full song with with vocals. I've already mentioned to you this is one of my top three. What do you think about this one, Phil?
1: Well, I love the uh, opening riff right down to business, that that kind of droning... um, got a little ass behind it, I like it, um, and uh, you know, it's just a kick-ass song, man, um, I feel like I just, you know, my descriptions have been so redundant uh, in this album, but it's just thrashy, high energy, mosh out like a maniac to this song, if you wanted to, you should, bam, um, bam, it's almost like it was made for mosh, right, I mean, damn, like, this, this whole opening, is let's just, just, just start kicking ass. And it's a great song to do some physical activity. And I mean, I, I think this would be the one. Yep.
0: You know what I mean? This is one of those, like I said earlier, great albums to lift weights to. Yeah. high energy, high octane all the way through. I love this song, and I'm going to fast forward to the part where Tom and in because it goes crazy fast, and then Tom comes in about, like, uh, three quarters of the way through, and adds another layer of complexity to
2: the vibe being
0: Makes it so catchy. The way he sings At the Ends of the Earth, you could say anything after that. It just sounds so cool. Yeah, it's hypnotic nice, deep... Alright, so let's jump into the Howls of the Wolves. That's an awesome instrumental to end it off.
1: Yeah. Bit of a contrast. Um, Why not? I think it's a nice little cherry on top of the album. Pretty much. Kind of how I look at it. Maybe bring it back down to earth a little bit.
0: It's exactly like when you're at a show and the pits are raging and then... This is the song you walk off to and help everybody off the floor and they're just they're sweeping the beer bottles off as everybody's clearing out.
1: Right. It's uh, exit music.
0: Uh, That's exactly it. But,
1: uh, yeah. Why not? Uh, you know. Just kept done getting your dick broke off in the moss pit. You pretty much. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean. Alright, so as this is winding us out we're getting this awesome music. I'm ready to share with you my next recommendation. Are you my dude? I am. I'm to bring the mic down so I can get sentimental with you here. Because I have been keeping this one up my sleeve for quite some time and I got a pretty high hopes, buddy. Pretty All right. But do you want to go first or do you want to go first? I'll
1: go first. I got an album that,
0: uh, I got to tell you,
1: has really become
0: one of my favorite albums just point blank wait wait you're, you're, hold on hold on you're telling you're telling ah. wait, wait wait so you're telling me this is prepped into one of your favorite albums of all time
1: yeah i would say top 20
0: wow okay
1: all right sweet bring it on big fan okay it's it's gonna be voyager ghost mile
0: great never heard of it i will i, I know voyager i have uh, heard some of their stuff and i like them so it's called ghost mile
1: yeah ghost mile buddy
0: and um it took me a while to get into
1: it um I didn't like it at first, and then it, it kind of just got stuck in my head, bits and pieces of it, you know what I mean? It might uh, happen for you that way, so don't be too surprised. Keep giving it chances.
0: Okay. Awesome. I, I have had that exact experience with other, other songs and other albums, so I'm not uh, foreign to the idea. I totally get what you're saying. So, mine is the band UADA, U-A-D-A, and the album is Devoid of Light. Alright, cool. Sounds good. Have you ever heard it? No. Okay. I'll talk more about this on the episode where we review it, but I saw them in Tampa maybe a year and a half ago, maybe a little longer, and I gotta tell you, they're one of my favorite current death acts. I love these guys. I will be very, very, very hurt. I'll be ready for it. I'll man up. But I'll be shocked if you don't like it. And it's like 35 minutes. It's just the perfect length. So, anyhow, I will check out Ghost Mile. You will check out Devoid of Light by Uwata. And until the next time, we'll end off with a Mitch Hedberg quote. Is a hippopotamus really a hippopotamus or just a really cool apotamus?
1: <laughs> Classic Mitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't speak ill of the dead, Phil. Okay. All right. Anything else for our listeners? No. Phil, you're... The- You're the man. I agree, brother. Thanks for giving me actually a good album this time. I'm just fucking with you, dude.
1: (laughs) All my albums are great. Thank you, sir.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Until the next episode, this is the Great Heavy Music Podcast with Alex and Phil. Talk to you next time. You're the fucking
1: man.